The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max wishes you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to deletion! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag alpha versus omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Mixed match challenge. You're going down, dude. I'm going down? Dude, I always win these kind of things. Time out. I just want to see who you want to be partners with. Um, so if you can have one person... Be your partner. I mean, I kind of hear Finn's music now. He's kind of, he's kind of cute. And dude, what, dude? I'm oh, married. I don't care. He has great abs. Yeah, that's true. So maybe him. <laughs> well, if I were to choose, I don't care about abs. Okay, what do you care about? Strength and victory. Uh-huh. And I want it to be Samoa Joe. How'd you know? English, dude. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Well. Can't wait to beat you. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Welcome everyone to Wrestling of the Max episode 277 part 2 and we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. And hey, don't forget to go hit that subscribe button over there at Wrestling of the Max because once you do, you get all of our great content in one great place and that just helps you out. And don't forget to go hit that five-star button when it comes to reviews and also give us a comment or two we appreciate all the feedback you can give us make sure you go give some big love to formulamania.com and last word on pro uh, pro wrestling.com also those are great sites that you need to go check out and they have some great wrestling articles that you guys can go and tune into and have a lot of fun there too so we appreciate all their support and also, the W2M Network is also a part of this process, so if you want to go join that, that's also another great way to not only get our content and our great wrestling stuff that we have to offer, but everything over there at the W2Mnet.com family when it comes to podcasting. Uh, I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And Mr. Paul Leeser. Heyo. 
And guys, uh, we're really looking forward to a cool show because we got lots of cool stuff to talk about. We are going to jump into some Clash of Champions discussion because we got to predict it. That's right. We got to get down and dirty and figure out what we think is going to happen this weekend at Clash of Champions. We're also going to get into some big news in the world of wrestling news. We have lots of quick hits, some, some really interesting ones, some sad ones, and a lot of smaller promotions are seeming to thrive. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth and also we're talking about this week's impact wrestling yeah that's right we got a big one to talk about because there was some championship stuff going on in there over there in impact wrestling so good stuff and we're going to crown a superstar of the week so we've got a full show ahead of you guys and i'm really really looking forward to it but guys before we jump into all this other cool stuff i know we usually talk about ourselves and all that but i want to start off by saying this i want to give a big thank you out there to brendan bisco being uh he helped us this week harry broadhurst was sick uh and was able un- really just honestly unable to do the smackdown live review and the 205 live review shows and uh which you know we you know could have found a different you know amount of us to kind of figure that out but brandon bisco being stepped up and did a great job uh really appreciate him it's it's really cool to see some of these other guys from the w2m network and uh you know get a chance to do it and he's you know not used to hosting but he did it jumped in full force and really did a great job so i want to throw a big thank you out to him and uh all that he helped us out with so there you go but guys i mean here we are uh you know lots of stuff coming up here uh man i mean sean I, i'm really looking forward to to seeing what's going to be happening uh, this weekend of course because we not only have final battle we have clash of champions it's going to be an interesting weekend for us plus all the sports stuff we got to do too man yeah i'll be uh watching a star wars tomorrow around noon so uh that's that's what i will be uh doing that also comes out uh, tomorrow, that's another thing to add to this this whole weekend here uh, as well. And then I think we can't get out of this without talking about the uh, terrible thing our government did today with repealing net neutrality, uh, which could affect all of us here. It could affect how you listen to this podcast. So uh, yeah. if, if they if we don't get put on the fast track, you might be hearing us in slow motion. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's that's a crazy thing, man. Oof. Yeah, but, you know. Yes, tons of reactionary groups coming out. I think state governments are suing the FCC over it, too. Like It's it's turned into a whole to-do now. It's crazy. Yeah, and trust me, uh, you don't mess with people's internets. So that's true. There will be... <laughs> they already mess with the internet needs. charging us. They already charge us way too much for the internet. Let's not make it a bigger deal than it already is, you know. That's true. What were you what, what were you saying, Paul? How am I supposed to get my memes if I have to pay more to get in the fast lane just to upload pictures? <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> That's true, man. I'll say this, you know, the federal government can mess with all sorts of stuff, but when they start messing with people's internet, especially the millennials, I, I fear an uprising. Um, so, oh, there's gonna be. You can bet your bottom dollar. There's gonna be a lawsuit every time somebody tries to throw up a new charge for this or mm-hmm. new rule for that. It, it's gonna be hell for them to try to do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. And I'm sure the cable companies are loving it because they can laugh and say your streaming services now. Ha 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 ha. You know. Um, 
So let's let's just. Oh yeah, I love Comcast saying we will not do this, this, and this. Whatever the moment (laughs) that ever becomes, you know, where there's no more anybody can do, and we just have to deal with it if if it gets to that. Which this still has to pass Congress and and uh, do you know the judges and there's already a probe going into not just the state suing the FCC, but that the FCC might get a probe from the, you know, the Fed, the, the whole, the Supreme court as well. So this, uh, this is not going to happen very quickly. And if we ever get to that point, it's just going to be hell all the time. It's, mm-hmm. ugh. I just yeah. hope that it just dies very quickly and they go okay this is one thing we just can't mess with yeah me, me too I, I really hope the same thing well uh, I, I would rather the skynet you know rise up and take care of those people so <laughs> um, hey but, uh, gary plus you know mm-hmm. you have uh the mouse here now owning deadpool and x-men so hey yeah it's gonna I mean, be interesting to, to see how uh, how when I take my daughter to Disney World, riding the Deadpool ride could be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, close your ears. <laughs> don't listen to that. <laughs> no, don't look at that. <laughs> so yeah, hey, you know, it, it it should be good. I think they'll do a fine job. You know. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff going on. Paul, you got a big party this weekend, man. Are are you gonna be okay? Are you gonna party too hard? Uh, the Christmas party is pretty tame. Everybody's starting to have kids now, so not a ton oh. of drinking going on. <laughs> so, so you're saying you're the only one that'll be shirtless? Okay. Uh, naturally. Like, <laughs> God. Paul, is, Paul apparently just goes around shirtless all the time. That's, that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> Oh I'm man, that's concerned. awesome! You don't like uh... <laughs> See, just, me and Paul don't live that far from each other. So when I go up to the, my local grocery store, I always say, "Hey, you see my buddy Paul? Like who? Oh, that guy without the shirt? Yeah, that's him. Okay. That's him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's over there. yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. So, uh, but no, I hope you have a great time this weekend, man. And then Sean, you're gonna have a blast of Star Wars, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna be going to a friend's house and kind of having a small get together bonfire. I, I just did a bonfire with the same people. Uh, well, the same guy owns the house uh, for my college and career group at church. That was a blast. We had so much fun, and we're gonna do it again this weekend. So it's gonna be really interesting. Looking forward to it. Good weekend coming up for all of us. Uh, but yeah, we we got some wrestling news to talk about. So why don't we jump into some? Uh, oh, actually, no, we're not doing that. We're actually going to jump into Clash of Champions. What am I thinking? Well, let's do that first. So let's hit that terrible theme. About to freak out over here on the board. Format change. Oh God. No, no, no. You're you're good. Oh yeah. Take it away, Gary. Okay, guys. Well, we're going to definitely break down this whole card and get into it. But before we do, I've just got to say one thing. Are either of you actually excited about this pay-per-view? Uh, not entirely, no. <laughs> Two matches I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say maybe three matches I'm looking forward to. and. I feel like this is one of those that could end at like 
you know, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those pay-per-views that I look at and say, oh boy, this kind of feels like they just kind of threw it in there. It just had to be done because they said they're going to do another one. And maybe that's not the case. I, I just, I don't know. SmackDown hasn't been my number one show lately. And I, I just, I think that's part of it. I don't think that the pay-per-view itself would be that bad. I think it's just my displeasure with some of the things going on over on SmackDown, you know? So, not not totally dogging it, just not super excited right now. But, yeah, let's go ahead and break this thing down. Let's talk about the pre-show. Mojo Raleigh is going to take on Zack Ryder. Yeah, the high bros are done, uh, but they're not done fighting each other, so this is the start. Who's going to win this one, Sean? Uh... Mojo, uh, even though they've done like nothing with them for like weeks, because hey, this is how we build storylines in WWE. We have somebody turn on the other one and then just hey, nothing. But uh, yeah, Mojo, why not? Riff hype, bros. I will miss you. Mojo Raleigh wins. They care more about Mojo, Zack Ryder, go back to you know opening up Star Wars store uh, toys and t- telling us about them. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the Bludgeon Brothers taking on Rizongo. This one, I don't know. Uh, I, I just hope more of the uh, good video packages and less of them in matches. But oh, well, Paul, what are you thinking? To be to initiate Murder Fest on Brazongo. Everybody's going to boo them. It's going to be great. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers in like 30 seconds, maybe. Uh, it still makes me sad that we pay $10 for a network a month and, you know, they have to have fashion files on the website instead. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I don't understand that either. I uh, mean, they're going to get more eyes on the website, but still, it's just, you're taking away content that you could tell people to... Hey, if you want to see this, you can pay nine ninety nine. Nope. I figure stuff that like that might be run afoul of distribution rights. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a whole weird thing. Yeah, it's probably something going on there, and maybe they're not totally sold on it. They just you know, it's content that or, they can or, use. It might be one of those where they don't feel like they feel like if it's on the network, it at least has to be like fifteen minutes, and they don't want to build a whole show around it either. Mm-hmm. So on the on the website, you can have something like uh, what you call it, the Southpaw Regional, where it was five minutes mm-hmm. an episode. So yeah, that's true. That's probably more of the case. You're right about that. I, I really didn't think about that, but I, I think. The whole you know fashion files thing is better in small doses anyway, so probably the the more intelligent move. Let's talk about the next match we got here. Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton will be taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and they're going to have two referees in this match. That's right, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon both will have those striped shirts on, trying to call this match right down the middle. We'll see how that works out. Uh, but Sami Zayn or you know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, if they lose, they are fired from WWE completely. Sean, I mean, it's, I, I would have to say Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are not going to get fired, so I, I, they got to win. Well, yeah, especially when you're already promoting Sami Zayn on the uh, mixed tag match. 
so that you're, you know, producing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, I get it that we live in a, it's all out there world now, but come on, though, to be, be a little bit smarter sometimes. Just a little bit. It's okay. Uh, but still, this seems like shenanigans. Shenanigans and more shenanigans are going to happen. And, you know, why not have Daniel Bryan turn and go with Zane and Owens? That seems like something just out of the blue and it would be kind of cool to see because we haven't seen Daniel Bryan on the heel side of things in a long time. And it would make sense for, for him, like where he comes from to go on their side. So why not? Let's do it. Daniel Bryan turns on Shane and Zane and Owens win. I, I just feel like this whole thing has been geared up for shortish like, and at least the way the story's been told, it's for Shane to go off his rocker and just turn into Vince almost is what it feels like. But this is one of those where it doesn't really matter about really who wins or loses. It's about what happens during it. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if this goes a no finish and they just throw it out. But Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is indeed the smart choice here. They're the only reason to watch SmackDown. Like, why would you want to get rid of them right now? It's, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very, very true. And, you know, I, I really do look forward to really honestly not seeing the result of this match itself, just to seeing what Daniel Bryan's going to do and Shane McMahon's going to do. The referees are actually the important part <laughs> of this whole, whole equation, you know, so that that's going to be a really fun situation, I think, in the end, just to see if, you know, Daniel Bryan uses any physicality, too, so. Uh, let's talk about the tag team match. That's right. We got a tag team championship match. It is a fatal four way. And we got the Usos defending against the new day, Gable and Benjamin, along with Rusev and English. Sean, who do you got? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if Rusev and English could win? Uh, the tag titles. Uh, those two have been the, quite the interesting pairing. Of course, you got uh, Gable and Benjamin they could give it to. Uh, I want to say somebody else is going to win, but uh, just to move the titles somewhere so they can have another match. Uh I'll say uh, Gable and Benjamin will get the upset or something. Legitimately, I think Gable and Benjamin are your only other choice to win here outside of the Usos. As much as I, like you, Sean, would love to see Rusev and English for those championship belts, just they've been so much fun. They're just such a fun act. And uh, yeah, could you as- imagine how great that's gonna that could be if them holding titles and uh I just want that SmackDown opening of Aiden English like belting out how happy he is that Rusev Day now has gold. <laughs> or silver <laughs> yeah. in this case. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the Usos retain here. I don't really know if you need to change the belts right now. Uh, and it's not like you can't have them come out of this stealing the win or something like that against somebody to push a feud forward. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. It, like you guys were talking about with, you know, Rusev and English. I, I would even love Chad Gable and, you know, Benjamin to hold them because those two guys are really fun to watch and it'd be exciting. But I, I just have this gut feeling that Usos will retain and they'll have another way to brag uh, and say, look, you throw anybody you want. You already threw everybody you thought you could throw at us. But now, you know, who else can you get? And, uh, well, we'll see. So, um, but yeah, I think the Usos retain. The women's championship match is on the line. Charlotte will be defending her championship against Natalia once again. I mean, Paul, this could be interesting. Yeah, uh, it's also uh, a Lumberjack match, or a Lumberjill match, if you will. So this is another one that's going to have tons of interference and, and junk like that. Uh, I will say, however, it's a nice way to get the entire division involved in this and to sort of keep the Riot Squad story going on and maybe make it interesting. Because uh, that would sure be helpful. But Charlotte's walking out with the belt somehow. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be, you know, some close calls from the Lumberjills getting involved and all that stuff. And I'm sure you'll get a moonsault onto everybody. That seems like it's, like, prime to happen for this match. But, yeah, Charlotte's going to be walking out here, champ. Yeah, you guys are right. Uh, it's just hard to imagine Natalia getting that belt. I just, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think it, once again, the, the focus may not be between the two. It may actually be with the Lumberjills and all the storylines coming out of that. So, a- another spectacle for sure on that one. The U.S. title will be up for grabs when Baron Corbin goes out and defends it against Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. I, you know, I, I would love to see Bobby Roode grab a title here, and, and you know, Dolph Ziggler, well, I, I don't know. But, uh, I, I, Sean, I have a feeling Baron Corbin's going to keep it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I wish uh, Baron Corbin, you know, went somewhere else. But, you know, it is what it is. He will probably, yeah, just defend here. Uh, Dolph Ziggler probably takes the pin, I'm sure, because... He's Dolph. Why not? I'd love to see a glorious championship reign for Bobby Roode, but it's probably not happening. Uh, I'm going to pick Bobby Roode just because I'm hoping and praying they can make this title, you know, matter again. Because with it on Baron, I just, I don't care. I don't want to see him. And he has the belt, which means I don't want to <laughs> see the U.S. title. <laughs> I'm glad we agree there. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, he has enough of his lovers and supporters to probably, you know, at least make them want to do it. But I just, uh, that's not, I, I'm right there with you guys. Bobby Roode having it would be a lot of fun, but I just think it's still a little early in the game for him to hold gold. So we'll see. All right, well, let's talk about the heavyweight championship match we have here, and that is, of course, you know, the WWE championship on the line. AJ Styles defending against Jinder Mahal. I mean, of course, you know, the Singh brothers will also be in tow here. I mean, Paul, I mean, uh, I I don't know. You know, you hear the rumors, you know, Mahal getting it back, all this kind of stuff. What do you lay? Uh, I choose to disbelieve those facts and substitute my own and say AJ's going to win here. I, I got nothing against gender, but the last title reign did nothing for a lot of people. I don't know why you really would want to go back to that. And I don't know, like it just let's just not go through that. Especially when you're counting on, or you're getting close to a time 
where you really need to start selling shows because you're getting in the run-up to WrestleMania. I think leaving the belt on AJ is a smart move, and you could try gender again later next year if you want. Oh, just please do not go back to the gender experiment. It's over. Let it be. Let it die for all I care. <clears throat> AJ has certainly proved himself that, uh, you know, he doesn't need a nation of 1.3 billion people to help prop him up. He is uh, good wherever he goes. AJ defends this thing and keeps it. I, I agree with you guys. I don't really think that they are, you know, sold on the gender train. You know, of course, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But, you know, with Triple H beating him in India and all this other stuff going on, it just does not seem like they're as excited about him as they once were. I see AJ holding it just for, you know, a, a little while longer. So, yeah, AJ Styles for me as well. But, yeah, that's your class of champions. Uh, we hope you uh, get a chance to join us when we actually review this show. Uh, all of us will have to kind of, you know, figure out behind the scenes when we're going to do this because I think a lot of us have a crazy weekend coming up. Uh, but we will have a review show over that and, you know, really looking forward to seeing all the results of that show. So there you go, guys. Now it is time for us to move on, and we are going to jump into some wrestling news. That's right. Quick hits are next. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Go for it, Gary. All right. Well, let's start this thing off and, and just really talk about something that, ah, man, it's really tough because, you know, you really don't want to talk about these type of things, especially when it comes to people having major issues. And, you know, it's just a sad truth about Matt Capitelli and his brain cancer. It has come back. He is stage four, uh, which basically means he doesn't have long to live. You know, it's it's terminal. And they've done some operations on him, took out some of the cancer, but there's a lot that has grown around his brain stem and is inoperable. Boy, this is tough. This is something, Sean, that I, I you know, never want to hear. Me and you both, when we've talked past on the podcast, have personal, you know, situations with people having cancer. But this is just a sad, sad story. Yeah, uh, you know, this guy's been through so much, uh, just <clears throat> since Tough Enough and all that, and having all this, all these things happen to him with the cancer, and uh, cancer's an awful thing, and just hopefully, you know, it's not something where he dies suddenly, he gets to live much longer, that's all you can say, it's when it's brain cancer, it's absolutely dangerous, and you know, at least they've been able to remove some of the tumor, so that's good, at least. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, this is one of the deadliest forms of cancer is what he has now, so uh, it's not a good time for for anybody. I have, uh, my friend's dad recently lost, or my friend recently lost his dad to cancer, uh, which, which really sucked, too, but... I mean, Matt's gotten, I mean, he's been cancer-free, and for it to come back and this aggressively is just super unfortunate. I wish him absolutely nothing but the best. For sure. Uh, you know, boy, I mean, once again, our, our hearts go out to the 
Matt Sotelli, his family, uh, all his friends. I mean, this is not a great deal uh, for him. But, you know, I, I think he's definitely inspired a lot of people. I just recently heard uh, John, well, Johnny Morrison, Johnny Mundo, what do you want to call him these days, Nitro, or whatever you feel like calling him. Uh, but, I mean, he was recently talking about this, and he says, you know, when he's having a tough day and just really thinks his life is terrible, he, he kind of understands that it's not so much because his friend is going through something like this, which, you know, these guys were good friends. They, they you know, did toughen up together. So, mm-hmm. such a sad story. Uh, let's talk about something that will kind of hopefully get us out of that realm and get us into some more positive vibes here, guys. This past Wednesday, WBD, uh, WB announced a big thing. That's right. They uh, announced Mixed Match Challenge. I mean, this is something that's kind of cool because this will be streaming live on Facebook on Tuesday nights. And this will start January 16th. And what it is is they're going to start you know, kind of going through this whole process of, I believe, 12 nights. And it'll be this whole tournament where we'll get a chance to see Raw and SmackDown stars go at it and see who is the champion of the mixed match uh, challenge. So this whole thing is kind of interesting. They are actually backing up 205 Live so they can do this on Tuesdays. Uh, as we know, 205 airs later, but they'll be backing it up about 30 minutes uh, late earlier. Uh, that way they can get this show going. Or is it 30 minutes earlier? I know that's. I, I usually watch SmackDown and 205 right away, so it's interesting. Yeah, uh, 205 will be on at 10.30 now. But kind of like when they, instead of having, instead of having uh, like Talking Smack come on after 205, they're doing the mixed thing before 205. Okay. Which is what I always felt they should have done from the beginning was have Talking Smack come on after SmackDown. And then do two oh five, but mm-hmm. they did it ass backwards. So Yeah. Well, at least they're doing know. this right. <laughs> That's yeah. the positive thing. Yeah, this is gonna be cool though. I mean, still, I mean, we've got, you know, several big names in, in this tournament and I think a lot of people are really interested in that. They announced for the raw team they'll have Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Oscar, Bailey, Braum Strowman, Enzo Amore, they'll have Finn Balor, Goldust, Nia Jax, uh, so, and Sasha Banks will also have The Miz, uh, and they'll also have a final fan participation vote for who that last competitor will be. Uh, on the SmackDown side, we'll have Becky Lynch, Bobby Roode, we'll also have Carmella, Charlotte, Jimmy Uso, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Rusev, uh, Sami Zayn, along with Shinsuke Nakamura. And, of course, we'll have the final vote for fan participation, uh, which will be a member of the New Day. So this is a whole interesting thing. I mean, this is going to be cool. I mean, it, it'll have, you know, no commercials at all. So that's a big thing for fans watching it on Facebook. It'll basically be a new kind of format in, in of its own. It'll be really unique and really kind of interesting to kind of see it happen the way it's going to happen. Uh, we'll also have this whole thing kind of go down. And while the show is running, actually, uh, 205 Live, like we talked about, will be moved and all that. So we'll have a lot of things changing around for these Tuesday nights coming up January 16th. I mean... This looks kind of neat, Paul. I really never saw this coming. I, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, to that end, I feel like this is something that kind of came up spur of the moment of Facebook approaching WWE and being like, hey, 
we have this new thing we're trying to launch. You guys want to do something for it? We'll give you a bunch of money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar signs, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The winner of this tournament, too, they get to pick a charity, and the that charity will get $100,000 in support from the WWE. So uh, at least something good will come of this, even though it's, it's a fixed thing. So I'm sure a bunch of different charities are about to get some money. But this is kind of interesting. Like, I... I you know, I don't know if it's something you necessarily need, but it could be a fun way to, like, I mean, you don't want to watch SmackDown and you want to watch wrestling on Tuesday. Quick 20 minutes here with some people you know. Not a bad thing all the way around. Plus, it could be real fun if it's just uh, ends up being all these married couples and people who are dating end up teaming together or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we see mixed tags all the time, mm-hmm. right? So... It's kind of interesting to be able to see this and it have its own spotlight. People keep talking about, you know, oh, I mean, you're not, this is not intergender. I don't know why people kept thinking this was an intergender thing on social media. I, it may be wishful thinking on their part or something, but, uh, you know, you might have some teases of the women wrestling the men and stuff like that. And I think, you know, people have been wanting that for WWE to do. I think this is a nice way to, get a different audience right too for them uh you know they're they're trying to they're now on the same thing that has the the big baller bland the brand show and uh, there's some other some other things on this facebook watch deal that they you know facebook's just launched so that's kind of cool that they approached wwe and said hey can you do something for us and you know facebook's not there that's a big company coming to you and saying hey do something for us so you know, that, that's good for WWE. I wonder if this takes off, if other wrestling gets involved, or perhaps WWE starts wondering if, you know, having their shows on Facebook is not a bad idea as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe maybe they can get a deal like the NFL, where something, something gets put on Facebook every week, or something like that, you know, where, where they, they had to deal with Twitter last year. Now it's on Amazon mm-hmm. for the Thursday night football. So, Hey, could you imagine if Facebook comes and tries to bid for raw and SmackDown or whatever in a couple of years? Yeah, that could be, uh, really, really interesting. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be super, super shocked if that's where this does end up going is that suddenly you get into a bidding war for, online content or something like that for, for the WWE. Uh, so maybe get like some simultaneous streaming between the network and like Facebook watch or, or something like that. Sorry about that guys. I've disappeared on you guys. Poof. So I know. I I, I I wonder if the network is going to get this too eventually, or if it's going to just stay on Facebook. If uh, Disney has taught us anything, distribution rights can be complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's still, it's a great thing to have, I think, because we've heard, uh, you know, people talk about the mixed, you know, matches and the fact that they'd like to see them more. And WWE doesn't really do it a whole lot. You know, on a spare occasion, they'll do them. Now it's kind of a deal. And I think it's 
kind of cool to have these niche things, right? I mean, to kind of grab people and to bring them in. And I love the idea of all the pairings. I don't know if you guys talked about the pairings, but the, the pairing stuff to me is the most interesting, how they're going to do that, right? I mean, because you have a guy like Braum Strowman and Nia Jax or Braum Strowman and Oscar. Uh, well, oh how's God. anybody beating Braun Strowman and Nia Jax in a one? Well, like, yeah, but uh, even more than that, Oscar undefeated. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's another thing. Does, does that count towards her undefeated streak? You know, I don't know if they do that with the tags, but I don't know. I'd imagine they're going to be promoting this on Raw and SmackDown. So yeah, I mean, they'd be kind of dumb not to. You're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So. I, I they promote any other time somebody does something on social media. That's that's very true. Uh, to me, I find the star power pretty one sided as far as brands go. Like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the people who are getting big pushes over there on Raw, like like Braun and Oscar. Uh, Nia, of course, has kept pretty strong too, and Finn's sort of on the rise uh, once again. I don't know if you really have a lot of that going on on SmackDown outside of maybe Sammy and Charlotte. So, <laughs> kind of, I think maybe Raw's got the one up as far as who's going to come out of this winning, especially with mm-hmm. Braun. You know, I mean, whoever's got that partner, that's a winner. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Bailey needs it the most, I'd say. So. That'd be kind of <laughs> interesting to see Bailey and her running around. Her running around him with the, the tassels and all that, and he's just staring like, uh. There's a lot of aggressive <laughs> hugging. Braun! <Yeah. laughs> what do you That'd be awesome. He comes out and he screams, and then the inflatable tubes pop up as soon as he screams. <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Great. Oh, that'd be amazing. So I feel like they missed the boat, though, to have, like, oh, the winner automatically faces John Cena and Nikki Bella at the end or something. With, like, the. Oh. Ultimate boss mixed tag match. The, the, the only way I buy into that is if you end up coming to the match and it's actually Miz and Maurice pretending to be John Cena and Nikki Bell. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I mean, is Maurice just going to be like, well, I'm pregnant, Miz, so you're wrestling by yourself. Yeah, basically. That's what would have to happen. But, you know, if it's <laughs> Braun Strowman winning anyway, there's no point in even getting in the ring. You just, yeah. yeah. So... It's it's gonna be fun. I mean, I, I like you know you did say Paul. It is very one sided. I I, I kind of tend to agree. I'm still gonna have fun with it though. I still <laughs> think it's gonna be fun to watch. And uh, you know, once again, it's a niche thing, but I think it'll be entertaining enough for a lot of people to want to tune in. Facebook, I think yeah yeah you found something here because I think a lot of people will be tuning in. So um good stuff on that end and uh really kind of curious to see how that works out uh so uh but you know oh also really quickly uh we had charlotte talk about the the robes her and bobby Roode. can you imagine the the robes that they're going to come up with like they're probably going to come up with some way to find the you know a matching robe which would be kind of cool yeah, um, i mean the you won't be able to see anything when they get to the ring though it'll be like so shiny about to say, just be like, there's a legal limit as to how many rhinestones you can have on a TV at one time. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like you know, walk to the ring and you just two spots happening. <laughs> like, oh man, that's true. And I wonder if this you know succeeds. If maybe like you know they could bring back the King of the Ring or something for this. Mm-hmm. Like have that on Facebook or you know that'd be I'm kind of interesting. I would be too. I think that'd be that'd be a great idea. And I think if this does work out, you may see something like that. 
No. Yeah, you could just do like a tournament every what's this twelve weeks, so that's three months. Like every three months you have a tournament for something and mm-hmm. it's not bad. Mm. Not at all. And keeping people's attention. That's that's a really good thing. Uh, well, WWE has had to do something that's not, not so good for the fans over there in Edmonton. Uh, they actually had to cancel their a big event that they had coming up February 9th. Uh, this is an event that was going to be taking place in the new Rogers uh, Place Arena. And uh, the reason it is is because they recently had a athlete pass away. Uh, and uh, this is, of course, a, I think is a boxer right, Paul? Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, so... Um during some event they had in Edmonton recently, a boxer ended up uh, dying in the ring by the name of, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this last name, uh, Tim Hogg, Tim Hogue, something like that. Um, and the city decided to ban any and all combat sports from uh, taking place in Edmonton for a for one year, for one full year. So wrestling falls under that, so... Uh, they they can no longer have their show there, so they had to can it. Wow, mm-hmm. that it's really scary uh, to think that you know that happened. But not only that, uh, you really have a hard time arguing against their point because a, a death never looks good on anybody, and right. I don't think that they are really in the mood to have any kind of combat sports because of that reason and i don't blame them i really don't in the long run maybe it's you know something they need to work away from but uh i think right now i get it i mean sean i mean that's that's a a tough place to be in especially running an arena oh no i i think that is a difficult thing to decide on number one because you're also saying okay we're not gonna bring business into our city and that's that's a thing you have to decide on just because, I, I mean, let's be honest. It's not like it was an accident, right? This guy dying. So, I mean, it's not really on them. But I think this is also a way to kind of see if they can deter people from doing this in Edmonton. And uh, I'm sure WWE will be back, so... I'm just surprised that, you know, WWE didn't try to pull the whole, hey, we're entertainment thing, and we don't fall into that. You should let us do the show anyway. And, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, it's true. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's uh, money versus morality at this point, and in Canada, morality wins. Uh, this no. would never happen here in the States. No. <laughs> nope. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Oh, someone died? Oh, well, that mop it up. Let's move on to the next show. Next fight. Next fight. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that money coming in. Yep. <laughs> oh, capitalism. I love it. And then hate it, too. So, all the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, well, you know, that's terrible news. But, you know, uh, before we get into some injuries uh, in the world of wrestling, let's, let's mention this since we're talking about bringing things in. Uh, WWE actually apparently has been looking into opening up an academy in India. Yeah, recently they were over there, and Triple H was actually kind of coming in and asking some questions to some of the people in India and looking to open up one. Uh, there's actually a place that I will butcher the name. Uh, so, I mean, uh, Paul, do you, can, you, can you, do you know the, how to say this name of this place? Uh, the academy? Shahid Vijay Singh Pathik Sports Complex. Perfect. 
There you go. Um, but it's, I mean, hey, I mean, Sean, we we've kind of looked into this and, and we've seen Impact Wrestling think about doing something like this and trying to work. You know, uh, it, it seems like India does enjoy their wrestling. Do you think WWE is going to actually, you know, try to do this and get this done? Uh, I mean, they did this in China, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess why not? You've invested a lot in trying to get India to watch your product with the uh, Jinder Mahal and and all that, and you know that India does enjoy their wrestling. Yeah, look, if they they want to spend the money on it, why not? I mean, I would figure that's what the performance center is for, but. And sometimes you can't bring everybody over there, and it's good to have them there local and see if you can make a star out of someone. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, this is sort of branching out into what we talked about as WWE was talking about having tournaments and creating championships for these different areas around the world, is that eventually it's just going to be one giant series of step ladders leading to a pyramid at the top that is the WWE main roster. This could be one of the stepping stools over there in India for these guys to sort of at least get talent working towards that ultimate goal of being on WWE television someday. And if it doesn't, WWE also seems very interested in just trying to grow wrestling around the world because that inevitably will help them find more talent. So... Uh, right, it's it's just I think it's a win win whether they you know it's it's at these people ever see WWE TV or if they don't, it's growing wrestling in India and that's something that a lot of companies seem interested in. Yeah, you're right, and you know, hey, it's it's something that I, I think eventually will have to take a hold, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I think that we, just like anyone else, you know, wants to get their stronghold, wants to find a way to be the one that does the best job. That way they can take the credit for it. And it, it, it's been a work in progress. And I think someone eventually will get it. We'll have to see if WWE can be the ones to do it. Uh, let's talk about some of these injuries going on. Scott Dawson apparently has been cleared to come back to wrestling. So that means that he'll be arriving probably in the near future, maybe within the month. This could be kind of cool to see, Paul. Uh, He's expected to be clear within the next month. So I wouldn't wager seeing revival until sometime next year, but uh, it's good to know these guys are coming back. Hopefully they've shaken off this injury bug. They can get back to being awesome. Yeah, I, I, I want to see them both be out there and wrestling as the revival and kicking ass. You know, it's it's sad to have seen them have to be out because of injuries to one or the other since they've made the main roster debut. So let's hope this is the last of it. Yeah. It just seems like chronic injuries for the revival. And, and I'm really like you guys – just hoping that they can stay healthy just for a short amount of time, if, if not a long amount of time. Come on, guys. Uh, one guy that can stay healthy, Sean, is DJZ. He's got another neck injury. But the positive thing, if there's a positive coming out of this, is it's not as serious as the one he had previously. So he'll take some time off, but it's not as bad as it could be from the last one. Well, that's good. I mean... DJZ is a guy that's going to keep on going until they can't anymore. So 
thankfully this one doesn't seem like it's going to keep them out too long. But neck injuries are always serious. So you got to watch those because they pile on and then makes it hard for you later on in life, you know, when you need that to walk around or do pretty much anything. Mm. That just sucks. This guy can't catch a break. <laughs> uh, neck injury. This one at least is less serious. I believe it's three ruptured discs. So, um, fortunately, he just needs to stay home and rest and not do anything too strenuous. But still, it sucks. This guy's pretty pretty fun to watch. And, uh, I mean, we've certainly seen impact count on him more times than not, too. Yeah, that's very, very true. So we're really hoping the best for him, too. Uh, that guy's a, he's a t- tremendous athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tremendous athlete and a guy we've all been kind of curious about his injury, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, is another guy that has had to deal with some problems, and one of those is a knee injury. An injury. Uh, his right knee has been really giving him problems. They have finally diagnosed it as arthritis and fluid on the knee, uh, and apparently this could cause him to miss shows on the Row 2 shows that they'll be doing in December, but expect to see him at Wrestle Kingdom 12. That's really good news if you ask me, Paul. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of hubbub about Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and, of course, Naito and Omega, but I think Tanahashi and Jay White is going to be something real special, so I'm real glad that these guys are going to get a chance to go out there and put on a great match so we both know they can have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jay White's going to want to have a huge match to come back into New Japan, and Tanahashi is the man that can del- help deliver it for him. And he is uh, somebody that's no stranger to fighting through pain to do just that. So I'm not too worried. I mean, look, the dude's getting older. To have arthritis in your in your knees is not uncommon at all. So, I mean, how any normal, normal people go through that uh, all the time, having arthritis in your knee just because you got older. So uh, for a guy that's wrestled for how long he has, for him to to have that it's I'm, I'm glad it's just that not something more serious really mm-hmm. it's true you know and uh it's kind of funny because i can kind of relate to probably not as bad as this guy because this guy has done a lot of athletics and probably really you know hurt his knee but you know i uh have had a knee and i don't know if it's an injury or what but i've had a knee problem for ever now it seems like and uh i finally you know after a sports doctor looked at it said you know they just think it's arthritis they don't find anything else it's right and, and i can believe it you know but that's just the way things work out eventually you know you just end up with arthritis for some reason or for the use of you know just the use of it you know so and, and you know just it's a chronic deal you have to deal with and i think tanahashi will and i think he'll get through it just i'm just so happy this guy is going to be at wrestle kingdom that's just the best part about this whole thing uh, you know, this is something else that's kind of interesting, talking about New Japan. Uh, Sean, we're hearing that Mark Cuban, after an interview, uh, kind of talked about the fact that he, him and Access TV are really enjoying their work with New Japan. They, they love the partnership there, and they are seeing a lot of success coming out of it. A lot of people are kind of tuning in to check out the product. He's kind of also mentioning a few things of that he would like to do less delayed content and more live content and do more special events from New Japan. I, I think that's really cool. That's really neat on my end. I mean, Sean, you know, you've listened to Mark Cuban. You know, he, of course, owns your favorite basketball team. What do you think about all that? 
Yeah, I just watched that fair basketball team lose to the Warriors after putting up a good fight uh the you know, earlier in the evening. But they uh you know, i I think this is actually right up what New Japan has been planning all along. That they are doing this thing with Los Angeles and, and trying to expand in the United States because uh they can see it. They can see that their product is growing here, it's getting a bigger following, and one of those places that they've known that for a while is with Access TV, and I feel like that's just going to come hand in hand. Once you have the LA Dojo going, and you have more talent that's based here, and you're not having to bring Okada and Naito and all those guys around all the all the time, then uh, I think that can work. I think they could also start doing something where... Uh, you know, it just depends if they don't want to involve ROH, maybe you cut one of those ROH shows and you make it a New Japan present show and you have that on access during that tour. So you're not having to bring them over for special, you know, New Japan only tours or, or whatever. And you're killing two birds with one stone there, you know, so if you're going to come for an ROH tour two or three times or, you know, more go ahead and make one of those a new Japan show that you do on access. And there you go. You get your more, your live content. I don't know how much more, you know, closer they can get to being hand in hand with, with new Japan, the way they air, because I don't think that they really care that much about, I mean, unless Mark Cuban says, Hey, just give me matches from those road two shows. I don't care. Then, then sure, but if you're only going to be doing the big show still, uh, it, it's going to be difficult to be even closer than you are with like what they're doing Wrestle Kingdom like three days after. So two or two days after. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, this is one. It's really cool. He's saying that there are some day or some weeks where New Japan outperforms the MMA content they have on that channel, which is some of their highest rated programming. So. Uh, really, that's just all good news to hear it from from a different source outside of you know New Japan and all these other wrestling places. But I, I'm sort of with them unless you just start creating dedicated time to have these guys put on shows over here. It's gonna be a little rougher to get you know less on the delay unless you just want less of a actual delay uh, to where you're simulcasting or something like that. I don't know, but. Um, that's a tough puzzle to figure out with the huge time difference between Japan and states. So, uh, hats off to I'm I'm just glad that he's they're sort of committing to this whole deal. It's a great step for New Japan, great step for for Access TV. Really, if this is the direction they want to go. Uh, very much so. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like, you know, they could do it where they simulcast, but. You'd have to air it at 4 a.m. and then re-air it later that day or something because nobody's watching it at 4 a.m. other than the diehards, and they're already watching it in New Japan World. So, uh, Plus, you know, that might hurt some of the New Japan World subscriptions, too, if they can just get it on Access, even though Access is a very niche channel. So I don't know. I don't know how many people that would really affect, but... You know, I wonder if New Japan would really want to possibly take that hit. Unless Mark Cuban says, well, here, we'll back out the Brinks truck. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? 
Wow, that'd be crazy. Well, so it's not like he's hurting for yeah for anything. I mean, Guys, taking a table spot in the WWE, I don't see why he wouldn't back up the Brinks truck. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine that you know the Mavericks would probably want him to back up the truck for somebody instead, but you know, whatever yeah. gets that guy going. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, you know, whatever gets these other guys going, like Sammy Callahan, uh, apparently, you know, he really likes to kiss people, but New Japan's not happy about that. They said that uh, his opponents are not really expecting this to take place, and so they're not happy. So that means, you know, New Japan's not happy. Poor Sammy Callahan. Uh, you know, Sammy I mean, Callahan, do you not understand that you, you are working in a different culture? <laughs> You're not working in the United States? I mean, are you that much of an idiot? <laughs> Maybe he's just like, so I, overcome with emotion of being in the ring with some of these great guys, and he just can't help himself. I don't know. But like, <laughs> oh, what? I just don't understand. I like, you're going... For our president, it might work for Sammy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah. I don't know that you want our president as the model of why you do something. <laughs> you know, there, there's a reason why there's a T-shirt that says "I'm sorry for our president" or whatever out there. Oh man, which is in like ten is... different languages. Hey, it's a really positive thing to go get too, because if you buy that shirt, you could probably wear it for the rest of your life, and it's never not true. <laughs> never not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> No matter what side of the fence you ride on, whether you're really left, really right, or right in the center, it's never wrong. So, and even then, you can say, "I mean, the president of something else," you know? <laughs> yeah, true. very, very true. Well, you know what? There, there's something that people will be wearing uh, in the near future, and that is the Ring of Honor Championship belt. And there'll be a new one that'll be arriving at Final Battle. Uh, so they'll be making this debut. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sold on this, really, but uh, what do you guys think about it? Sean, have you seen this new belt? Well, we have a picture here in our wonderful doc that we use because, hey, using Google Docs is smart for uh, building podcasts. But anyway, I, you know, it, it looks pretty, right? I mean, I don't – there's nothing wrong with the way it looks. Just – uh I think what matters more is the the champion that holds it, not necessarily the way that it looks. But hey, uh, if if you want to keep updating the look of something to to make it look better for your product, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, my wife has been trying to do that for a long time with me, but you know, we're still it's, it's a work in progress, guys. Well, don't you get the variety of well, this month I get the the goatee and then this month no i gotta go all clean shaven and it's amazing sean that you you said that because we were just having this discussion tonight and she said i would look ridiculous with a goatee and then she busted out laughing like for 10 minutes about thinking about me with a goatee (laughs) so (laughs) i was like thank god my face is for your amusement (laughs) that's how that works man yeah it's true so well, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, Paul, do you have any uh, thoughts on this title? I mean, uh, it's okay; it's not bad looking. I just, it's, I don't know. I guess I'm so used to the old one. 
I, I really like the the old one that they have too. I think it's really really swank. But this one looks really really nice as well. It's sort of um, almost sort of invocative of what they tried to do with uh, the UK title uh, over there in WWE. It's got a lot of the same sort of details and sort of all that cool stuff going on. But I think it's a very very pretty title. Uh, so mm-hmm. and it looks different, which I think is sort of what they're trying to go for. Yeah, I think you're right on that. You know, it's gonna be, you know, it, it, it'll be something we'll get used to. And I think, it, like I said, it looks nice. Um, so eventually, that'll be the one I think of all the time. Uh, really quickly here, before we jump into some Impact Wrestling talk, we're gonna do a little talk about some of these independent promotions. Uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, they're looking to be doing uh, some filming for their next part of their uh, season four. So. They'll be beginning the the season four tapings pretty soon here. That'll be starting mid February and through March, I believe. And uh, this will be kind of interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been kind of clamoring to find out when this is all going to take place. We had twenty one episodes. They'll be doing. Uh, they'll be doing. You know, a, a lot of heavy cost cutting, of course, because well, they're not making as much as they once were. Uh, so that'll cause a little a little problems here and there but i think for the most part they're going to try to really work hard uh they're looking to do saturday and sunday nights so that'll be about when you'll be finding them do it in most weeks uh, i mean looking at this paul looks like they're trying they're trying to get everything in motion but i mean how do you feel about this and i don't know just how do you feel uh, you know i mean they they wanted to have a way to bring in more revenue so doing three tapings a week for for a month and a half or so um, and having people pay to get into each one, I think is a very smart idea as far as that goes. Um, so they'll be doing all that and I'm just kind of looking forward to see what's going to happen. What's going to go down. Uh, there were some recent reports that recently just came out as I was scrolling through news right now that, uh, you can go ahead and write down Phoenix and Pentagon dark to return for the season as well. So not everybody's jumped off the boat yet, which is good news. Oh boy, Phoenix of Pentagon Dark, that is uh, some awesome news for them. Uh, I think the 21 episode thing kind of sucks, you know, to hear that it's going to be less episodes and with all the cuss cutting already going on, but at least they have a season and that's kind of what's important, right? They could have easily just said, hey, no, it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very, very true. They could have done that. And I'm just glad, you know, they are sticking around too. Uh, I just kind of, I got to have my reservations. You get kind of worried a little bit for the fact that they are doing a lot of cost cutting. They're trying to work things around. They're losing some of their stars. And as much as I love Lucha Underground, it just, you know, some of the changes, you really question how much it's going to, you know, really keep the show from being as great as it was. That's one thing I fear. Uh, one company that's, you know, not figuring too much right now is Air Lucha. I know they're brand new, but they've already got Rey Mysterio signed on. In fact, Lucha Underground has him coming back just to kind of finish things up for them, but he is going to be pretty much the face of that promotion over there in Air Lucha. What do you think, Sean? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it kind of sucks for Lucha Underground. He was... He was doing some good things for them in the last season, and but hey, that time goes on. At least it's something where they don't have to spend money to have Rey Mysterio back. I'm sure he wasn't cheap, so you can put that more into the cost cutting that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. It sort of stinks, but they. It felt like they kind of knew 
he may or may not, uh, they may or may not be bringing him back already uh, with the way they sort of wrote him uh, at the end of season three. So uh, it, it certainly does stink, but it just means we'll get to see him rot in a cage uh, in the pits of the temple um, and just assume that's where he died because that's how Lucha works. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay with me uh, because at least it you know has a story that you could pick up and leave or whenever you want it, and that's good. So, you know, never know. Mm-hmm. If the future's bright for them, that's great, and they can bring you back. But right now, he's going to be an Air Lucha guy. So, uh, really quickly, we're going to talk about MLW. Uh, that's right, Kurt Bowers' uh, promotion here. Uh, they have really been uh, continuing doing events, and apparently, it looks like they're back. Yeah, they, uh, so what they do you announced think, five dates for next year already, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, strictly sticking to the Orlando area as well. Um, so you can count another big independent happening down there. Uh, supposedly the last two shows have actually been pretty good too. So, um, lots of good stuff to look forward to there. And it's a promotion that, uh, maybe not a lot of people remember from their first run, but they, uh, they sort of helped set up a lot of the CM Punk Raven stuff that went on in the early 2000s, which is, um, you know, a nice little claim to fame that you got to help uh, Punk find his way throughout his career. Yeah, very much so. That's really, really cool. So, uh, we're also getting news that House of Hardcore, they'll be continuing on themselves, and they are going to crown their first champion coming up in January. That's really cool. Look, man, it sounds like they're doing really well for themselves right now. I, this Twitch deal has got to be bonkers uh, for him, and, and of course it's supposed to turn into weekly content uh, at some point, which will be kind of neat. And for them to to do all this and go all out at the beginning of the the year, uh, sort of gets you hyped up and excited. Even though I haven't been super psyched about all the cards I've seen recently, I'm still uh, still anxious to see where where they're going to take all this. Yeah, I am too. Uh, You know, once again, I mean, you've heard many, many things about hardcore, uh, House of Hardcore, and just everything that they're doing, you know, and the the success that they've had has really, you know, it made me excited personally. And, uh, you know, I've yet to check it out on Twitch, but I'll say this, they really make me want to because of everything that they bring out and some of the big, you know, stories you hear about what's going on over there. So I'm glad for them and really looking forward to seeing who they crown the champion. So, but yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps up our quick hits uh, for this week. And, uh, of course, we'll have some big news, I'm sure, next week to talk about. But now we are going to move on, and we are going to jump into some Impact Wrestling talk. So we'll do that now. Let's go ahead and jump into that, Paul. Yeah. Uh, actually, an episode I'm kind of excited to get your thoughts on because I actually enjoyed an episode of Impact for what feels like the first what? time what? in three months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is broken, people. We're it's, sorry. Something happened. It's over. It's done. I don't think we can podcast anymore, Gary. It's uh, <laughs> we have to turn mm-hmm. in our fan card for liking an episode yeah. of Impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, we should tell them why we you know enjoy it for the most part. I, I agree. They open the show here with this number one contenders match for the uh, Knockouts Championship that will have a new champion by the end of this show. Uh, and it's got basically everybody who's been beat. So you have Sienna, you have Casey Spinelli, you have Madison Rain and Allie all in there. 
The only downside to this match is there's this super long commercial in the middle of it that really just takes you right out of it. They do, however, I th- they at least succeeded in bringing me back in for the end. Allie uh, ends up getting the win after rolling up uh, Selena, or wow, Selena, Sienna, as she was going for the AK-47 on Spinelli and gets the victory. Yeah, this actually rounded up being a decent match. I, I, it wasn't exactly how you say the most polished match. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just very honest with that. But I, I think you could tell that they had something in mind. They had a great plan in motion, and I think for the most part, they executed what they wanted to and what they needed to. So I am not going to be, you know, up in arms because it wasn't fluid. It wasn't really all that pretty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Laurel Vaness, uh, you know, being the, the one that they're all kind of looking at to, to see, you know, you know who's going to take her and who's going to do what. You know, I, I think this, you know, was great for Allie. And I think, you know, it, it's something that we kind of saw coming with everything with Gail Kim and telling her that she was, you know, her future was bright nonetheless. So I, I think this worked out the way it needed to. I think it was a pretty decent open. Like I said, not a polished match, but I think it it was not a bad way to start the show either. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I think the action w- was pretty good uh, at times. I think they the pace that they were probably trying to work just seemed a little fast, uh, even though they do get almost 13 minutes here, but... I don't know. Um, I just—they all worked really hard, and sometimes mm-hmm. that really does do enough to pull you in. So yeah, and, and I love Josh Matthews put, putting himself over, saying, "Yeah, I'm married to Madison Rain, by the way." Everyone. Oh yeah, just, God, just if to you let you guys know about that, I would just—I'd I'd write them a check for a hundred bucks. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Uh, after that, Caleb Connolly teams up with Trevor Lee to take on Desmond Xavier and Taji Ishimori, which is fallout from last week's X-Division match, um, and some interference and all that good stuff. Uh, as you would expect, Xavier and Ishimori win here after, uh, Ishimori ends up rolling up Trevor Lee for the victory. Yeah, I thought, once again, not a lot of time, maybe, well, I, I don't know, they do get 12 minutes. I felt like it flew by a little faster than that, but... I mean, I still enjoy Ishimori. I really ex- enjoy Xavier when they bring him in. It just, I wasn't as over the moon about this as maybe I probably should have been. Yeah, I, I kind of right there with you. I, you know, with Ishimori, you immediately think, oh, man, this is going to be good. And him and Trevor Lee have done some good things. And I, I, I really maybe had my expectations up a little too high. Um, I, I don't think this was terrible. I don't. I think that they did some good things in this. Uh, you know, the ending kind of was not my favorite way. The finish was not exactly, I'm not saying clear. I, I just will say it was kind of awkward in a way for me. So I, I, I'm very happy for Ishimori uh, getting the victory here with him and his partner. But I, I just, I don't know. It's strange to say that, but you just don't know if you really cared about this match a lot or not. I think that's sort of it, too. I, I, I'm i not super over the moon about the Trevor Lee-Caleb Connolly pairing. Uh, and for somebody who I usually expect a lot of big things out of in Trevor Lee, this title reign hasn't really done a whole lot to, do. I think, just sort of get you 
you know, get you going like, oh man, this is going to be great. It's like, oh, here comes the X Division. Let's see what's going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get some video history between James Storm, Moose, Bobby Lashley, American Top Team, that whole fiasco that really should be over by now, but isn't. Uh, <laughs> then <laughs> Alberto El Patron meets with Petey Williams and Johnny Impact uh, backstage. Uh, and he starts talking to him about the six-man tag team match that they're about to come up in, and he he doesn't want to tag with them. Uh, however, management is making him participate, and then says, you know, Johnny, accidents can really happen any time out there in the ring, and then wanders off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not my favorite moment, I'll just be honest. It was kind of, I, I, I don't know. Patron is not my favorite just to have to sit there and listen to it for a long period of time. So I, I was really wanting to zone out. Yeah. This is something that uh, like you see often in television shows or books or movies or anything like that, too, um, where they seemingly have to overexpose or overexplain a situation here. I get it, Patron doesn't want to be here, but you you didn't need an angle for me to tell me that. Do that in the ring, you know? Like mm-hmm. it just felt like a waste of time, wasted oxygen almost. It's just ugh. yeah. Well, especially when he he looks at uh, you know uh, P.D. Williams and says, "So you 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 the Canadian destroyer," and he just taps him on the shoulder. I'm like, "What? what oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> is that a statement, a question, or are you just, well, I mean, uh, okay? Just anyway. stating he's Canadian, huh? I, don't know. <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, Eli Drake and Chris Adonis then uh, gets a promo time to talk about their tag match uh, and meet up with Jimmy Jacobs, teasing that he's going to be their partner. However, Jimmy Jacobs brings out Congo Kong uh, to the excitement of very, very few However, this match is actually quite good. Uh, it's eight minute, eight and a half minutes or so. Very, very fast pace. Uh, everybody's sort of getting their big stuff in before uh, Patron ends up hitting a frog splash on Eli Drake to get the victory. And it does a, a pretty effective job, I think, of mixing in the story between PD, Johnny, Patron, Drake, and Adonis, and Congo Kong's just sort of, I don't know, tacked on for whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll say it this way. I kind of felt like this is going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't, but it just kind of felt like to me, you know, you could have talked about this and you kind of got what you talked about. It really didn't throw you for a loop. It was good. I'm not going to hate on it because I think they had some good moments in this match. But I think Congo Kong really didn't just make me go crazy. It didn't drive anybody wild. Um, and to see Patron get the pin, especially on Drake, you kind of figure something like that was going to happen in general. So I think the element of surprise was kind of taken away from me. So it, it was decent. It was good, but nothing over the top. I I mean, I thought this was just a really, really good sprint. I mean, you have everybody Mm -hmm. working hard and, and doing, I think, what they tried to accomplish in the opening match, just they were able to keep the pace and all that sort of helped keep the match flowing. And I mean, this almost flew by to me until, you know, you have to sit through Patron hitting the finish, but it's sort of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I, yeah, 
Well, I mean, the, you know, like you said, like the beginning, but this one was a little bit more polished. You yeah. had, I mean, my God, you had Johnny, you know, Impact involved in this match. And, you know, Patron's not a slouch himself, and several of these guys, you've got really talented people involved. It, it's just for the fact that there were just, uh, I, it just, like I said, it didn't, wasn't over the top. It was, it was pretty, it was solid. Mm-hmm. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, we go backstage to where Chandler Park finds Joseph, uh, and tell him he's going to follow his footsteps into the wrestling business, and Joseph, of course, tries to talk him out of it, but Chandler wants to prove that the Parks are fighters. I'm all for that. I like Ethan Page. He's really, really great at this part, and he's good enough in the ring to where I don't think he's really going to piss a lot of people off, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where's Ethan Page from? Uh, so Ethan Page has done work in Evolve. He's done work in Alpha One. Uh, he's another one of the, he's one of the bigger names out of the Canadian independent scene to sort of make it uh, down here. Okay, I, I know the name. Uh, haven't really followed him, but I do know the name. So that was, was my curiosity was: is how Canadian is he? And he's very Canadian, so that means that he sticks around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm proud of him. I really didn't catch his accent coming out too much in that promo. You know, because it, it, it was kind of funny the whole time I was watching him. Like this Canadian guy, he's probably going to say something, and it's going to make us not believe that he's the brother of Joseph Park, right? <laughs> um, but no, he, he did a good job. He never booted it, you know, or anything like that. So good job on him. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but with the talent roster of mostly Canadians in our future, uh, maybe we should start keeping in a boot counter. <laughs> yeah, we probably should, and. How sorry everyone is about oh. things. Uh, you know, I'm making fun of because I'll be honest with you, Paul. I, I really kind of dig the the Canadian accent. I love the Minnesota accent. It just it it's cool. So everybody else hates the way Dana Brooke talks. I think it's amazing. So I I don't mind. I I've talked to several um, people visiting from Canada before, and I mean, when they say sorry to your face, you don't really laugh. But when you watch it on TV, you're like, ha, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I, I I do want to learn it. I, I do. So. I, I'm still working. I need to get Liz to teach me a New Yorker. Oh so. man! <laughs> when she gets real mad too, it just leaps out. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we got uh, Miss Enzo on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so we get highlights of EC3 and Matt Seidel's match last week for the Grand Championship. Somehow, in three weeks, Gary, they're going to have a triple threat for this belt, adding Falaba to the conversation there. Um, lo- I Okay, that just seems to... Maybe we're getting closer to changing what the Grand Championship is going to be about, but trying to do rounds with three people, I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> Moving on. Well, I got, yeah, moving on. I mean, I'll say this. The best part about the whole process is follow ball. Uh, I don't know what it is about follow ball, but, you know, he, he's fun. But I think it's just because he amazes me with his size. So, That's fair. Yeah. I, I still um, want to go to a buffet with him, by the way. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun. It is a pleasure to watch people do work at a buffet sometimes. Like, how, how are you doing this? Like. <laughs> I stopped three plates ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It just seemed to keep going. I'm like, oh, man, I tapped. <laughs> uh, we move on. James, Storrs, J- wow. James Storm and Moose come out and call out American Top Team. 
Uh, I, this goes on for a long time, and basically I, I didn't do a lot of caring at all during this. However, you do have James Storm challenge Dan Lambert to a match and puts his career on the line. Um, you have KM come out here, too, to keep all that going. Uh, I just, I just don't care, Gary. I, I don't, I don't care at all. <laughs> Here's my thing. I, I honestly really don't have a lot of care myself. I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, but then what, what I will say is I did expect, um, Moose to have a little bit more passion, and I just felt like he was reading the script. <laughs> uh, I just, man, Moose, you got to work on that. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's the football player side of him. He, he, he it felt like I was watching him post game and just talking about the game. It, it, it kind of, I don't know, just didn't feel it. Uh, James Storm did his normal thing, no problem there per se. Uh, Lambert, I mean, hey, I'll, if there's anything you can't say is he's not bad at you know doing the whole cutting promos and all that. I think he's actually fine at it. I think the guy knows how to, you know, talk. I think he knows how to promote and he's doing just that, doing a great job of it. So I really didn't hate that part of it, to be honest with you. I think this all gets the job done. KM coming out to me needed to be done because, well, how many times can you watch him beat somebody at backstage? So (laughs) I'm not saying I care about this, but this was better than it probably should have been. I mean, I think that's fair. I agree with you on the Lambert part. Uh, Moose and Lashley just sort of trade barbs, and that's really about it. This is mainly about James Storm, um, and obviously we all know where this is going to go when we come back to Impact in three weeks, since they won't do any episodes for the rest of this year. And KM comes out to sort of, I guess, try to get a spot in American Top Team before he gets super kicked uh, to let Storm stand tall at the end after attacking Lambert. So, you know, it is what it is here. I, I just, I just, I'm not at all invested in this anymore. I'm ready for this to be done and to be gone and to go away. So yeah, I, I am right there, there the with you. Yeah, AT and T needs to be in the the past. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so that brings us to what uh, what we've been waiting for, I guess, all evening. The knockouts title match as Rosemary takes on Laurel Van Ness. Uh, thankfully, they get the long commercial out of the way early, uh, so you get the remainder of the match pretty much uninterrupted. I I really enjoyed this. Uh, Laurel Van Ness ends up winning um, after hitting an unprettier. Uh, and, uh, well, first she uses the referee to sort of uh, dodge out of the way of the mist and uh, ends up uh, then hitting the unprettier from there. So this was, this was really fun. I, and I, I can't say – I'm sure they – we know what happens or what is happening with Laurel's whole situation here, which kind of makes this a – a bit of a mess that they're going to have to go through, but um, I just I love Rosemary. I'll watch Rosemary do anything. Oh, definitely. And you know, let's be honest. I think both these ladies put on a good match here. I think there's a reason why other places are looking at them, right? I think that's 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 definitely a given. Uh, so, I mean, yes, I mean, a really solid performance from both of them. I really enjoyed it. I think the finish uh, actually made a lot of sense, especially for the fact that, you know, Laurel Venice, as crazy as she is, she actually kind of matches up very well against Rosemary mm-hmm. because of that, you know? So I think that was kind of cool. I, I think Rosemary going over and, and getting the victory here would have been nice, but 
you you got to have someone facing off against Allie, and it just it's too convoluted to have someone who was just partnering up with Allie to win, mm-hmm. and, and you know to, that just doesn't make sense. So yes, Laurel Vanessa against Allie. Now that's one that people are going to want to watch, and I think that's great, and it's kind of exciting. Yeah, plus I don't really know if we ever got a whole ton of payoff from the whole Laurel Van Ness and Alley situation with the wedding, so that mm-hmm. might be nice to come back and revisit there, too. Yeah, let's just uh, keep uh, keep keep her husband off the, the Oh, home. yeah, we, we don't need to yeah. around anymore. No. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we sort of leave this Lucha Underground style, almost. Um, Sammy Callahan and Conan end up meeting out on a park bench and talking about essentially what they want from each other. Conan... Wants the tag titles. He wants a match for him, for his guys, and Sammy agrees to it. Uh, however, when they win, because uh, he doesn't bring up the fact that they could lose, he wants LAX to disband. Conan says, "If you go back on this promise, um, you know." He starts comparing to a lot of the recent sexual assault cases that have been going on in Hollywood: Weinstein, Cosby, O'Reilly, all these other things. Sammy, uh, you know decides to throw a fireball in Conan's face after the argument. Uh, And, you know, Conan was thinking this is just business. Well, now Mr. Callahan has made it personal. So what a uh, sort of a hot way to end the show. Oh, I get what you did there, Paul. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Conan felt that burning sensation, and it was not downstairs. It was upstairs. It it was upstairs, yeah. Uh, So... I don't know which one he'd rather have, but hey. Uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> boy, uh, I can get into trouble with that. Uh, no, I mean, I think Conan, you know, and, and Sam McCallahan both did a great job here. I want to yeah. say that. And uh, it's okay to end the show this way. This was exciting. This was really in your face. I felt it the entire time. Conan, my God, I mean, the guy just. He knows this stuff. He, it's 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 really believable. I really, it felt like I was watching Netflix. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. It really did. It felt like I was watching Netflix, and that's what I think I loved about it. These two guys, very realistic. They didn't, you know, blow a bunch of smoke up your butt about uh, random other things. It was just really about their feud about what they were going to do to each other and it's just really really good so if to me you, you really didn't find anything else on the show and you found this uh, you you won um so it it, it makes you want to come back next week i'll be honest with you paul you me and you kind of agree this show overall was probably one of the better ones we've seen in a while and we didn't really mind staying the whole time and watching it and the one thing i'll say is the first time in a long time I, I, I'm, I'm ready for Thursday. I want to see what's going to go on with this. I want to see what else is going to transpire between Sammy Callahan and Conan. So mm-hmm. that, that's good stuff for me in my point of view. Yeah, I, the, the best takeaway I can give about this show is that the wrestling was on point the entire evening, in my opinion, which is very helpful uh, because most of the time you don't always get the level uh, of match quality uh, on on an impact on a week to week basis. So hopefully this is start of something like that. I also felt like everything was moving forward uh, in, in a direction I could sort of get behind, and I didn't really have a problem with a lot of choices they made on this show either, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we agree on that totally. And you know, I think 
the the wrestling on this show matched up with a lot of the wrestling that happened this week. So <laughs> that's really positive to to say you can compare Impact with a lot of other promotions. I'm really really happy to say that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that wraps up Impact for us. Uh, we only have one thing left to do on the show, and that is crown a superstar of the week. So we will be right back with that next. Superstar of the week. Take it away, Gary. Let's start this thing off, Paul, by giving a lot of props and a point over to Seth Rollins. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins has a, a, a pretty good match with Sheamus over there on Raw this week, uh, and that was good enough to make a, a list this week that it was filled with a lot of three-star and up matches. So hats off to Seth. For sure. Two points will be given to Laurel Venice. Yeah, Laurel captures the uh, Knockouts Championship this week in the main event and a very good match with Rosemary. Uh, so, I mean, despite the fact that we kind of know where this is going, that she's going to be dropping it in the very near future since she asked for a release from the company, uh, I don't think it sort of takes away from the achievement. So two points to Laurel. Uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, it, it's still nice to see she's doing good things. Yeah. Three points are given to Alistair Black. A very enjoyable main event on NXT this week as they took on Adam Cole. Uh, just a lot of great storytelling, a lot of great work involved in, in that one. Uh, so go check it out. Yeah, yeah for sure. It, it was definitely a match I was looking forward to, and it really did its job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Go Definitely go check it out for sure. Four points are given to Cedric Alexander. What a wonderful uh, second chance qualifier they have for the Cruiserweight Championship uh, this week on Raw. Cedric happened to come out on top, but he was definitely made to look like the star that he is. Lots of great work from everybody involved over there as well. And the Cruiserweights keep getting time on Raw, which is, I think, just what the doctor ordered at this point, because you know nobody's watching 205. So um, <laughs> Cedric getting the four points is well-deserved. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, and that match was really high octane. Just had a lot of great content, and you know, really proud for Cedric. Mm-hmm. Uh, five points, and the person that is crowned superstar of the week, Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, you almost uh, feel kind of bad about giving Roman Reigns some recognition, but it's hard to uh, not to when he deserves it. You know, uh, him and Cesaro put on a dynamite match this week on. On Raw, and and I've said it time and again, I don't have a problem with Roman in the ring. It's it's the other parts that I do. Um, but he successfully retains the IC title, uh, once again, in a great match. So if you haven't seen it yet, go, please do so. It's awesome. I agreed. You know, it, I, it, there are probably people commenting on us and, and saying things like, oh my god, these guys are... I don't know which one. I guess you'd say almost marks or something like that. Uh, but no, I mean seriously, they, they really did a great job together. And Roman Reigns won the match, and so that's why primarily he does get the points. But still, just you you cannot deny that the guy put in a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. So I, I'm not embarrassed at all. And I, you know, congratulations to Roman. Uh, he deserves the points. Yeah. So. 
Uh, but yeah, there you go, guys. Well, that concludes our show. Uh, we appreciate everybody for joining us uh, once again. I mean, lots of great ways to find more content from us. If you like this show, make sure you go ahead and go to WTMNet.com and, you know, give us some love over there. Make sure you also don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. Once you do all that, you will definitely be giving us a little help and also helping yourself because you no longer have to go look for us. We're right there in your dock whenever you want us. And, of course, you know, we are available on the W2M Network, another place where you can go get not only just our show, but you can also get all the other great wrestling podcasts and a lot of other great content from W2Net.com and its family. And big love have to be given over to 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com. Uh, appreciate both sites for helping us out. They're great supporters, and thank them. Uh, and, yes, uh, we will be looking forward to Final Battle this weekend, which we will be reviewing, I'm sure, on Monday's show, uh, which will be a lot of fun to kind of get down and dirty on what happened uh, this weekend on Final Battle. And we will be doing a full Clash of Champions review show, too. We'll be talking about that. Like I said, the busy weekend, the holidays kind of kick everybody's butt. So we will let you know in a further time. That's why subscribing is a great idea, because as soon as it's out, you will get it. So there you go, guys. Lots of great stuff to look forward to this weekend. Really hope you all have a great and safe time. Until the next time we meet up, I am Gary Vaughn for Sean Garmer and Paul Leeser. We'll catch you down the road. Have a good one, guys. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. From our family to yours, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.